That movie got me thinking, bro. The new Avatar. The new one? Yeah. Like what was what just the way that the way that James Cameron portrays spirituality in that movie. Dude, we were talking about this the other day. Can you go can you go deeper in that? Because I know when we were on uh, New Year's Day when we were doing it, uh, the plunge at Lake Harriet, we were talking about like, uh, like, are you religious or are you spiritual? And how like you're saying like religion is like an organized system or like thinking of spirit of being like spiritual. Like, what do you Because Like, I was curious when you said that. Can you kind of go deeper? Yeah, I mean, to me, I mean, I think people will disagree with this or there'll be different nuances that people will add. But to me, being spiritual, like incumbent can encompass all religions. It's more of like a personal connection with something that is greater than yourself. But then Mm. what religion does is like makes it systemic and makes it so that I don't want to say the authority lays with like outside of yourself because that isn't entirely true in some theologies, but like, it's like an organized system of believers. It, it's more of like a community of believers and there are rules and guidelines on how you exercise your spirituality. Mm. So it's like being like a true, like, I guess, quote unquote, free spirit. Is that kind of what you're getting out without like, without the like rules, regulations or like the, you know, norms within that like society or community? I mean, I or, like, guess. What do you mean? In a so way, you don't want to be around? I mean, I don't think it's good or bad, quite frankly. I think yeah, it's completely personal for some people. I got you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like for some people, letting their spirit just kind of wander through whatever framework they see fit or just compiling a bunch of different ones mm. on top of each other, that could work. It's completely personal. You know, like that's one problem I have with organized religion is it takes a little bit of that personal aspect away from the, the fundamental notion of spirituality, which is the individuality of spirituality, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like, you know, like thinking about that or like, at least like, you know, getting my feet wet within that. Like I grew up Lutheran. And so like, obviously the background of it was kind of like instilling that. And not to say that like, I'm not religious. It's just that I feel like lately I've been in that questioning mode and I've just kind of like, um, which I think is good, right? Like, totally. You just don't just blindly follow anything you hear or kind of blindly see. Um, but on the flip side of that, like you have to have faith in some sort of thing or that hope for the future. Um, but I kind of want to like uh, shift gears and talk about, um, dude, what were, so just back to the Sunday, because I know that was like the last time we uh, caught, got caught up um, in a while. And we're doing it from Embrace North, that Sound of Ice. What was, like, how are you feeling during it and, like, going through it? Because, like, obviously, like, I've been doing Sound of Ice and, like, the cold plunges, like, six, seven days a week. Yeah. Um, But I'd be curious. I don't know how often you've been doing it before. So, like, how are you going into it? And then how did you feel after and, and everything else in between? Yeah, dude. I mean, I think it was two years ago. That summer, I went every single day. Like I was so addicted to it Mm -hmm. and just the way it made me feel after, um, it's like this cool, I mean, I, you've definitely felt it. It's like this calm yet energized focus. Dude, the best way I could put it into words is it's a 
calm state of being with a heightened focus. Yeah. Yeah. Like you are absolutely like dialed, like you're mentally, you're very wired, mm-hmm. but emotionally, physically, you're very calm. Yeah. That's the best way I can put it. And it's, it's a great, I think it's a great place to be. And then trying to yeah. sustain, how do you stay in that? Yeah. Yeah. And then, but new year's day was a totally different. Yeah. So what, so what happened? Totally what different animal. New year's day, like how, what yeah, we're so, going through. Well, first of all, there's 200 other people there. <laughs> 200 plus Which people. Crazy. Go, yeah. giddy up. And then Harrison leading all the breathwork stuff before like you're outside in a lake. Like I was so committed to that. Like the vibe that everybody was getting off that, you know, it wasn't hard in the end for me. Like I just was there very present with, with you and Holty. Yeah. And the other do, guys do you we think like with. the, the community sense of it, like, played a major role in it like being around the definitely other it's like 200 a, people it's like a tribal sort of thing you're kind of like choosing your suffering along with a bunch of other people which is a kind of a cool thing to mm-hmm. get to experience because i mean it's not easy to, i thought it was going to be a lot easier than it was personally that was hard but with a group and with a community it was right. It was like a, it was like a fun hard. Like you're challenging yourself, and it sucks. But at the same time, like if you can add some meaning behind that and add some intention behind that, it's a whole new ball game. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the way I look at it is like, and you hear it from a lot of people. Um, I hear it from the kind of the group and community I've been around. But it's like the the whole notion of like you choose your suffering, and yeah. it's like whether it be the you, pay, you either pay one of the two prices, either the price of discipline or the price of regret. And it's like, how can I stack uh, the right disciplines uh, while I'm young to mm-hmm. get myself like in a position so I don't have to one day when I'm, you know, much older and time has passed is that's our greatest commodity. And I'm just going to be yeah. sitting there like, well, shoot, you know, I, you didn't, you didn't get after it. You didn't want to do what you, you really want to do. So it is interesting. Yeah, dude. I was reading um, Man's Search for Meaning. Yeah, we were talking about this. Yeah. Go, go into it. Um, and he talks about three different types of ways to find meaning. He said meaning in unavoidable suffering, meaning in like meeting or experiencing a person, and meaning in like creating something or doing a task. And then mm. like he spirals into different um the different ways you can obtain meaning from each of the three things. And one of those was unavoidable suffering, but unavoidable suffering and jumping in an ice bath are two completely different things. I think jumping in an ice bath is a way to condition yourself to deal with unavoidable suffering. And the meaning you bring, you bring to that can be the meaning you bring to unavoidable suffering. But I was just, that's what I was thinking about this morning after I read that. It's just like, wow, like, how can, how can I experience things in my life that will lead me to find greater meaning and unavoidable suffering or these other things too? And though I went straight to the ice bath thing on the first, because like finding that community that I hadn't really been around in a while and jumping in that lake with you guys was like, there's meaning to that. It's not just like the, for the benefits, I guess. 
Yeah, I think it's like, uh, and, you know, Yoakum literally has it tattooed on his arm, but it's like, you know, prepare for the flood. Mm-hmm. And it's like build the foundation while you, you know, are in a position to do so because just because it's, you know, nice and sunny out now doesn't mean it's always going to be like that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's, I think it's a universal truth, to be honest, of like, it's just more and more of the conversations I have, experiences I've shared and all the above, like, it just makes so much sense. Like, you know, like put yourself in a position, you know, to create opportunities, to capitalize on those opportunities, to therefore be in a better position and let that cycle continue. But the way I think about it, and that's why I'm, you know, I'm having this kind of series of, you know, podcasts with these people is because it's how I think about it is like the non-negotiables, right? And it's like your, your breath, your sleep, hydration, nutrition, movement, exercise, and connections, relationships, and how yeah. each one of those, it kind of brings everything into everything sense. Yeah. It's each one of those buckets has so many different tangents and rabbit holes that go into of how, yeah. you know, if you want to improve your sleep, like get early sun sunlight in your eyes to set your circadian rhythm and, you know, be hydrated. And that goes into the hydration nutrition. And so you get to a point where you realize each one of those different avenues, it's like a spider web and yeah. all of those start connecting with each other. For and it's sure. just like, and that's why, like I say it all the time, but it's like, everything is everything. Like how you do anything is how you do everything. Cause it's a yeah. whole synergy of understanding. And if you yeah. can create the foundation through that, cause all, all of them are controllable. Like exactly. you can control your breath. You can control how you sleep. You can have influence over what you eat, how you drink, um, the people you surround yourself with and how much you move and exercise. Like these are all things that you do have influence over yourself. Um, and I think it's just the discipline part of it and creating the foundation because everything upon that, whether you want success, you know, financially, whether you want it, um, you know, physically, um, however you want to quantify it or look at it, there are, I think there's certain things and foundations that people create. And I think just from studying, maybe all of these are wrong. I don't know. But again, for the experiences I've had so far in my 21 body years, like, this seems to be like another universal truth or intuitively, like it just makes sense. And this is what um, yeah. high elite performers um, are doing. Yeah. Not just high elite performers, but humans, you know, humans, like, humans operating at their full potential exactly. or try, on their pursuit towards it. I mean, stacking, stacking discipline on discipline is in my life, one of the hardest things to, to maintain, you know, like, you get into this cycle, like, I mean, we talked about this before, like the positive and negative feedback loops. Like if you make one decision, you don't, that decision could impact your entire loop that you're in, you know? And, and sometimes that's hard to realize and, and you're in the moment and you're like, I really want to eat this or do this. But like each decision is so impactful to that whole entire spider web, like how you breathe. Like breathing is, I don't think people understand the full potential of how important breathing correctly and training breath work is. If you want to function at your highest level, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever, like to me, that's one of the biggest non-negotiables aside from relationships and sleep probably go i don't even know what I, what would you put first would you rank them or would you keep them kind of in like a 
a list of equal importance? Dude, that's a really good question. And I've weirdly enough, like I have been thinking about that. I'm like, all right, like, you know, if I were going to put these in order of importance, I mean, gutly, when I just think about it, I'm like, dude, it's all a synergy again. Like how you do everything is how you do anything. Excuse me. How you do anything is how you do everything. And so like, I'd like to, and I, I, I believe that no one is more important than the other, but then again, like I would say on the flip side of that, I would say breath is fundamentally the most important thing out of all of those, because it is the most underlying assumption or foundation for everything else. If you want to sleep well, you also have to breathe while you sleep. If you want to eat and drink yeah. well, you also breathe while you do that. If you want to have good connections, relationships, and have intentional conversations like we're having right now, we're also breathing right now. If you want to move well and exercise well, like there's a lot of intentional breathing that can go along with that. And so breathing is the first thing you do when you're born. Yeah. And it's the last thing you do before you're gone and everything in between. It's how you can use it as a tool, right? You can yeah, upregulate exactly. your system. You can downregulate your system. And so I think it's the, one of the most fundamental things that is really overlooked. Um, and yeah. I'm actually having, um, I'm going to be meeting with Harrison uh, in two days. And we're going to be talking about this um, or a day and a half, I guess, a Friday. But um, I'm, I'm jacked for that because I was just talking to him tonight and it's at Embrace and it was, it was awesome. So, dude, I think it's the most overlooked thing. Uh, but once you start asking questions why, yeah, there's an immense amount of doors uh, that open yeah. up and then you don't understand. And then there's that. That's where you go after it and that's how you get sucked exactly. into it. And then once yeah, you dude. realize like the how much is within that, like if you just want to learn more and more if you want to optimize. Yeah. Yeah. Like I did that, that oxygen advantage certification this summer and I went into it just like thinking I knew, or th I thought I knew things about breath work and its implications in human physiology and its use in human spirituality. And then I w took that course. And I was like, Oh my gosh. I have, I know absolutely nothing. And then I kept on doing other courses on pranayama and Wim Hof and pretty much everything. And I got to the point where I was just like, needed to slow down and just like immerse myself in actually doing the things that I've been learning. And you don't really understand until you, until you really feel it, but the way you can like manipulate your mind with breath, the way you can change how you feel on a day-to-day -day basis energize, downregulate, change your physiology, change how much you breathe, how loudly you breathe, which has implications for how your nervous system functions. I mean, Harrison will talk about all this in your guys' podcast, but it just, it's got its fingers in everything. And it's not necessarily the only thing I want to focus on in my professional career whenever I get there after college, but it has to be a foundation. I think Anybody who's working in the human performance field, health and wellness field, that has to be the first, if not second thing you go to. And it's just, it's so fun to, to read about that stuff too, because you just get immersed in it. And there's a whole culture surrounding it that is so mystical, but also so real. And I, it's so fun to just learn about that stuff. Dude, I agree. Like, it, it's fundamental. It is what it is, right? 
And um, I, I think that I still think like that is the most important thing I would say, but you can't neglect, you know, the, the other buckets. Like you can't, the whole thing I tell like people is like, okay, if you're going to eat the salad, great. But then if you don't exercise, then like, what's the point? Not saying yeah. you're a bad person, not saying that you're doing it wrong. I'm just saying if you reverse engineer from top down, like, okay, why are you eating the salad? Okay. I'm willing to bet or guess that people's like, oh, well, I want to, you know, eat healthier so I can be in better shape, feel better, all that type of good stuff. Sweet. That's a great step. But like, then why are we not working out? Then why are we not trying to do every other thing else in our life to put ourselves in the best position to grow and change and adapt ourselves? Exactly. So that's like, and, that's the whole thing. Yeah, dude. And, and the other thing too, is like going back to relationships, it's not just about like, like you can eat salads your whole life and hate it and you won't be healthy. Like you have to, you have to do what you love and you also have to love what you're doing. Like if you want to eat a salad, you should do it because you love how it makes your body feel because you love eating the salad. Doctor, mm. I know Doctor Tommy John um, talks about. If we're anyone who hasn't heard of him, he's this guy on Instagram. Kind of, he was a chiropractor, but he removed his license because he didn't believe in that system. Whatever, it's a whole tangent. But he always says a happy donut is better than a sad salad. And I've always just kind of like laughed at it. Like, there's no way. Like, a salad is a salad, and a donut's a donut. Like. One is fried, mm -hmm. one is real food. But in a way, you think about it, like, how you interact with the world. Like, I think that's another um, super impactful part of the non-negotiables that kind of relates to each one in a different way. Like, breath is how you respond through breathing to different things that are happening to you. Relationships, how you interact with different people around you, how you feel or give love, do or receive actions of goodness, like whatever it may be, you know, like there's a fundamental aspect of, of being human that sometimes is neglected. And like people do for like ice baths, for example, people do it a lot of times for the benefit, you know, like we talk about the benefits all the time. And that's one thing I've fallen victim to in my life. Personally, it should be less about just the benefits and more about absolutely loving every second of what you do, you know? And that's, that kind of underpins all the eight that. essentials. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and I'm not disagreeing, but I just want to push that a little bit. So if ice baths, if you want to get to the point where you love them, you're doing it for the sake of sake, cause you like doing ice baths. I, I don't think that's for, for the mass majority of people like ice baths suck. <laughs> Like it's cold, you're shivering, and it's miserable, and you're trying every ounce of your body to stay in there for past that barrier, whether it be a time or feel or what, however you're going about it to measure. Like for myself, like I've been doing them a lot now, and so I think I have a better awareness and understanding of when I'm doing them. And obviously, what brings me back is obviously like I want the benefits. Obviously, I want to uh -huh. be have the physical, mental benefits. Um, but I think it's also realizing like of kind of what you're saying, but I want you to kind of like maybe say it a different way, but it's like, cause I don't know if I do it or if people do it for the sake that they love ice baths. 
like mm-hmm. I do ice baths and sometimes I still suck. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Like yeah. it's, they're still miserable, but I still, why do I continue to do it if they suck? Like, why would anybody do that? I think it goes back to like the discipline of it. And because yeah. of the long-term thinking and the benefits of it, that's just in my eyes. Yeah. How I think but about you it. also, you also find meaning in the suffering, right? Like, mm- like, like the what? suffering, the suffering itself is suffering. But when you put a meaning to that, like the benefits of an ice bath, it becomes something greater. Right. That's what I would say would be my meaning is the benefits yeah. because of it. Do I just, if yeah, there was zero, agree. like if, if there was zero benefits to doing ice baths and saunas and contrast therapy and all this other stuff that like quote unquote sucks, then why would people do them if there's no benefit to them? Exactly. But but you can't just do it for the benefits. You have to find some sort of oh, okay. I think I sort just of meaning. Me. I think I know what you're saying. So and you're that, saying I mean, ice baths go. is a is an interesting. I don't know. It's just one example, but it's like relationships too. Like you shouldn't hang out with people just to hang out with them. You know, you should love every second of being with them, because then life starts to become one giant big positive feedback loop because you find meaning in every small interaction you find responsibility to those you love, you know, like it can be applied to anything. That's just one observation I've kind of had over the, over my years on this planet and maybe a extremely ignorant one, but like doing things less about or less for just the benefits of them, but also finding meaning in doing each little thing. And that's kind of led to even greater improvement as a person in my life. Hmm. Dude, I, uh, I appreciate you saying that because I think subconsciously I understood that, but when you said it out loud of like, you should find, like, you should love the suffering of it for the meaning behind it. And I, I appreciate you saying that because I think it finally just clicked and I realized of like, that's, that was why I was doing it, but I didn't understand it in the sense in that context. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I would agree then that that makes sense. It's for the stuff, like for the example of ice bath, why would you want to do them for the benefits? Okay. It's not that, okay, I hate doing this. I hate doing it. I hate doing this and they're done. Okay. Benefit. It's okay. I'm doing this. You know, I like this because now I'm thinking about my future you know, I'm going to have more brown fat and what white fat and all this other stuff that kind of trickles in. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's applicable. I mean, everything else, like if we circle back to a spirituality too, like, like you said, you were in that searching phase and I would consider myself to be in that same kind of phase. I mean, I wouldn't say completely lost, but like being lost is a beautiful thing because you get to be found, you know, like. Sorry, that's just like a riff I have, but, um, like if you're in spirituality, like, like before, before, like in high school, for example, I just kind of accept things on the basis of authority. Like Jesus is my Christ and Lord and savior. And, and I never really thought about what that meant. And then I thought about what that meant. And it's like, I don't know, I need to figure this out for myself. And I still don't know. I've been, that's, that's one thing I struggle with a lot personally right now is just kind of trying to figure out where I fit in. I don't think I have to fit in in some place, but just finding meaning in the spiritual interactions with life is like, 
that's one thing that's missing from, from a lot of people's life and from sometimes from my life too. But mm. I, um, I just saw, it was a post today, um, I believe on like Instagram or something, but it was basically like a quote and I forget who it was from, but it was talking about how like, like in your early twenties generally is when people either start to fade their way into the crowd or they start to dive deeper into who, what they're really curious about. And sometimes mm -hmm. that's not in the crowd. And I think it's really interesting like th that we're like just kind of realizing that because I feel like you can kind of see that when some people like you get to know them and then like they start going into working with like whatever going into, you know, the typical route. Yeah. And you also see other people that are kind of like being again, quote unquote, creative or whatever you want to go kind of doing their own thing, entrepreneurial, whatever. But of understanding that, how do you, how do you think about that when you, when you hear that? I mean, for me, like, that scares me. Like being, being, um, trapped or not being who I want to be like scares me. So like, why? Not that I disagree for me. Um, like for example, like working in a certain, for me personally, I'm not saying this is for everybody for me working inside in like a corporate job or some sort of like job where you have a boss and it's nine to five and you know, that, that's sort of, that sort of world. Like I could not be that guy. So like making sure that I have a path for myself that leads me away from that motivates me every single day to, to guide myself to a place where I can have a job that lets me help people while implementing the things that I do on a daily basis that optimize my life, you know, and mm. whatever that may be, whether it's physical therapy, chiropractic, being a, a strength trainer, I don't really know yet, but, but it's definitely like to what you said earlier, I've definitely realized that, um, that's been a motivating factor in like trying to create new things, create new ideas, explore new ideas that haven't necessarily been explored before, push back on some things that people conform to or don't question, you know, like I would completely agree with that, honestly feeling that out and feeling out what the world is like, sometimes it's good to be rebellious, you know, like it's good to push the envelope to an extent. You just have to make sure that pushing the envelope gets you to where you want to be instead of negatively impacting you in the future, you know? Huge dude. And that's kind of why I think we connect a lot. And I appreciate always talking to you is because I think you are, um, a person that um, is rebellious in some ways, but not for the sake of being rebellious. It's more of just an expression and trying to find the understandings. Um, and honestly, like asking the question, why? I think exactly. that's so powerful because, you know, obviously the why is the center of really anything of what people do. So I'd like to ask you kind of like, what is not the sake of like, what is your why, but like, what is, if you zoomed out and thought about yourself, like, 
like what is the ultimate virtue or the ultimate goal vision insert whatever you want there for yourself like what how do you perceive that for yourself what are you after what makes you curious what i'm after is to be the best person for those and and um the man search for meaning talks about this being the best person you can be for those who you love or those who are you, you, he said, um, he terms it as like a responsibleness to those around you. And what motivates me every day is to be the best person for the person who put me here or the, the force that put me here, you know, like whenever I feel like I'm failing or I'm straying from my ideal, that ideal pushes me back or gives me a pushback onto that trail. So I think my biggest motivating factor in life is pursuing the ideal because I feel like I owe it to myself and the force that put me here to be nothing less than that. And when you feel that sort of like responsibleness for like your position here or, or, um, for those who put you here, like your parents or for those who you love, like in your relationships, your wife, your girlfriend, whatever, like to be the best person possible for them is a huge motivating factor in my life and, and in a lot of other people's lives. And that's why I kind of strive to, to do what I do and push different things and learn different things and fail at different things. But yeah, that's my answer. What about you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, for myself is to be limitless. Like I want to be boundless in the things that I do. Um, and I think there's a lot of power that comes from that. And so as I kind of like analyze myself, I think it makes, I think it's awesome to have something like that. Um, that mirage concept, like, okay, what do I, what is my ultimate virtue or is the ultimate thing I want to get after to reach my highest potential to see what I'm capable of. Um, that gives me the opportunity to continuously go after that, but never make it, but become closer and closer, if that makes sense. And by becoming closer and closer, like there's obviously different milestone goals, things along the way, um, check marks that you'll, you'll get to go through and experience, but it's ultimately be becoming more of yourself. And so I think it's why like, you know, I'm playing two sports, um, at the D1 level. I think it's why I have a podcast. I think it's why I'm double majoring in finance real estate. I think it's why, you know, different clubs, you name it. Like, I think I, I plug myself into a lot of different outlets, but I think ultimately, like when I have introspection and think about this is because I want to see what I'm truly capable of. And as humans, I think we put way too many self-imposed limitations on ourselves and we're, we never open up the door fully to and expose ourselves to the, the world of seeing what am I truly capable of? And that's why I love these different things. Like, you know, running four and a half miles, jumping in a frozen lake and coming back to sauna with a group of guys like and girls um, like it's so powerful because it's like, you know, before I did that, I was filled with anxiety and I was like, dude, there's no shot in hell. I'm going to run four and a half miles, jump in a lake and come back. I haven't ran a mile over a mile yeah. since eighth grade. And so, yeah, all that self-doubt and everything was coming, you know, into my head. But now it's like. You know, I, and I'm like, screw it, let's just do it. Did it. And I felt great. And I was like, wow, I could actually run even more. 
which is like really yeah. uh, absurd to me. But then again, it's like if I would have never gone into the unknown or the uncomfortability of it, like it would have compl- it would have never happened. And now I don't even know what I'm capable of. So I think that's why failing is so good because it shows who you know you, you could be and who you are. Yeah, yeah. It's the uh, I like what you said there the the pursuit of the ideal, but you'll never actually reach the reach it. Mm. That's that's one thing that. I always try to implement in my life is if you have an ideal, that ideal, and this is something Jordan Peterson talks a lot about. If you have that ideal, that ideal is God and you strive towards that ideal, but it is in definition an ideal and you can never be an ideal. You're human, but you can work and you can direction yourself and use that ideal as a North star or use that God as a North star and have that, correct you to your path, you know, like, like the ideal is the ultimate judge. And that's, Mm. uh, I don't remember who said that, but that's a quote, like the ideal judges you and it it puts you back on its, on the path that, you know, you want to be on, even if you make a decision that, that diverts you from that ideal, like, like your ideal is to be limitless. If you do something that gets in the way of that, like, that ideal will push you right back on the path to being limitless. And that's why I think instilling ideals or instilling an ideal through whatever means is so crucial to, to finding meaning in your life and to finding a drive and purpose to stack discipline. Like you're not going to have discipline if you don't have a purpose to instill the discipline. And I think that's why figuring out that meaning is so powerful to figuring out how you can go about achieving your ideal. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, dude, I think just living with intention, I've realized like, um, a lot of things I've been plugged into, like I love living with intention, like with a purpose, like, you know, I think there's a time and place, right. To just kind of like, you know, hang out with the boys or like kind of chillax or like whatever it may be. Right. Maybe to, you know, unplug and recharge, but you know, I'd also say like, do it with a purpose, like, and schedule out your week, schedule out your day, schedule out your month. You know, who am I going to connect with? You know, what do I ultimately want to be plugged in with and who do I want to be around? How do I want to feel? How do everything again, everything is everything. And if you can be intentional with what you're after, like, I think that is a huge unlock. Yeah. And dude, being, this is such an interesting like vantage point for me being in college, like, like you kind of see, and I, and I would never make an opinion about this, but like you see people drinking and you see people partying and stuff. And that doesn't necessarily reflect with my ideal, but at the same time, like there's a time and place for like letting go and being human. And that can sometimes like lead you farther or closer to the, your ideal, even if Mm. it takes a hit on your human physiology, you know, like that's one thing I feel like people in the health and fitness community sometimes like there's a, there's, uh, there's greatness in discipline for discipline's sake. But when discipline becomes reach becomes overreaching, um, I think sometimes that can be a negative thing in some cases, you know, like, but that's just my, that's just my humble Hmm. and ignorant opinion. Yeah. Interesting. 
I don't know how I think about that. I'll have to just think on it a little bit. Um, but it is interesting regardless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody has different experiences, but they're all experiences. So, right. They're I've all, always thought about how like people they're pulling, they're pulled in one of three ways. They're either pulled to the past, whether it be good or bad. And they kind of live in that, that kind of mindset. They're pulled to the side distractions, whether it be like drinking or kind of self, um, trying to self-absorb into whatever's kind of near them, or they're being pulled to the future and the hope of what could be, what am I after? Um, kind of the purpose thing with intentionality. And I think that again, just my, again, with who I've been around, what I've talked to and experienced, I think that has the strongest ideal and pull to it. I'm not saying if you do these other, like pull, get side, or to the back that you're a bad person. No, there's no judgment there. Everybody, I'm not saying everybody has to optimize. No one, you don't have to do anything, right? Yeah. Humans are built to survive, okay? And we are, we're living in a very comfortable situation these days, uh, especially in the US, and we're so grateful for that. But you don't have to do anything. But like, if you wanna optimize, if you wanna have live with intention, then I think having that pull to the future and having all these different things, having the community, having conversation that you zoom back out, the conversation we're having right now, that intention and what you're going after. Yeah, dude. Um, There's this one Instagram reel I saw once of this lady. She was like 103 years old or something. She was getting interviewed by this news guy. And this was, this was back when, I mean, like sometimes I'm on and off with, with how disciplined I am and in certain aspects of like mm-hmm. my nutrition, for example. And this woman, she says, the guy asks the woman, what's your secret to living this long? And she says, I drink three Dr. Peppers a day. And it's got <laughs> sugar in it and it's really good for me. And the guy's like, oh, all right. And I was just like, dude, like. Discipline is so important, but like sometimes like you just need to be human and, and, um, I don't know, just kind of, there's like this thing that, that I've been feeling recently. That's like, it's greater than any diet. It's greater than any thing you do in life. It's like this feeling that you, you have when you interact with any aspect of life, that's just like underlying everything. And I don't know what that is yet, but like this woman, she lives 103 years old and she drinks three Dr. Peppers a day. And she's outlived a ton of people who haven't done that and who have optimized their life. Like, do I, do I want to optimize my life and my performance? Yeah. But is there another way or is there, are there more answers to the questions we ask always? So I think disciplining yourself is vitally important to optimize your, your life, but there are other answers to some of those questions at some points in your life, you know? I think that's interesting. And it just goes to show maybe that, you know, what we think we know is really, we don't know anything. And I think it's that you get in that cycle of, yeah, I don't know anything. Then you learn about a little bit of something and you're like, Oh, I know this. And then you understand, wow, I don't know anything again. And it's like this, uh, cycle that goes on. Yeah, dude. And this is something Yoakam says a lot, but he's like, there are gods who people have prayed to and you don't know their name. Like, I think about that a lot. Like, 
to to feel some sort of authority and like your intellectual powers like there's there are a scenario for that like if you're a doctor and you need to help a patient like you should have the authority and in, in your knowledge of the human body but like as soon as you feel your knowledge is superior you cease to learn you know like Mm. as soon as you Dude. feel your as soon as you feel yeah. I mean, we talked about this before like as soon as you feel you're superior to someone you devalue their experiences but like life experiences all have value so that's why when i was looking at this woman who was 103 years old and and she does this thing every day that i necessarily right. wouldn't attribute to optimal health that's going to make me live 103 years old i saw that and i was just like wow have i Dude, missed something like seriously wrong here that's so interesting too, because that's a great perspective. Like, and I, I've talked about this with other people is like, you know, like who, like when you're asked like, okay, who is a genius? Like who is a true genius? And like, when I think about like, okay, who is a genius? I feel like it's always like the person who thinks they aren't, or they aren't smart. They say like, oh no, that's not me. That's not me. Like, but I'm just curious about it. And that's the biggest thing I think I found is like, if people are like are curious about things, like maybe they're not the smartest, maybe they're not the most intelligent or however you want to look at it or driven, but like if they're curious about something and they know and they admit that they don't know anything or they don't know a lot about it, I feel like more times than not, obviously there's people that just don't know anything, but I'm saying like there's people where like they, they kind of demystify themselves. They're like, no, I, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm doing. You know, I'm just trying to figure it out. Life's an experiment. But I feel like those are the types of people that are like, are very in tune with what they're going after. Yeah. And they would be the genius. And being willing to like, oh, I forget what the quote is, but um, they talk about like how being able to hold a completely opposing idea is the mark of a genius. Like being able to go into something with a completely open and naive mind with no preconceptions or proclivities and, mm. and just look at it for what it is. Like that's something I really have been trying to work on recently in my life is just to like, cause we're at that age where we just need to explore. We need to fail. We need to be a sponge and just soak up experiences so that when we are in our stage in our life where we need to, where society kind of forces us down into something we can build upon that and create whatever we want to create because we have all these experiences. We have all these failures that we've learned from, you know? Yeah, dude, I got, okay. So I got like, uh, like one more question for you. Um, and kind of how I, th I was thinking about that. It's like, right. Like I thought about this and like, I think about it all the time is like, I just want to be a sponge. I just want to absorb, absorb, absorb everything that comes in both good and bad because you can learn from successful people, but you can also learn from unsuccessful people and people that make mm -hmm. huge mistakes for don't do this, don't do that. Like you could have a person that failed their whole life. You could get the, have them give a presentation of how to, um, how to live and basically say, don't do what I did. Don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do yeah. this. And by all those don'ts, that also helps you from hearing, do this, do this, do this. So the question I wanna give to you is, I've had conversations with a few other people about this, but more, this is just a, kind of a selfish, selfish question of how to think about things, but when I think about it, I feel like you can, how do we um, become, you know, wise? How do we fill ourselves with wisdom, right? And that comes through experience, right? Experience leads on to wisdom. And so 
um, if we want to create our more wisdom to ourselves and be more wise with our decisions, ultimately the older we get, because the more experience we've had, the more we'll have of that. But you can either go about, I think two ways, right? You can either expand yourself very horizontally wide and have all these different doors open and you're doing a lot of different things, or you can shut some of those doors and then go deeper into those less shut mm -hmm. doors. And so which way, like, I've just been curious, like, is, do you think there's a better way to go about it? And again, it's a very subjective conceptual question, but it's like how, you know, you can have all these different things. You can have a podcast, you can be in sports, you can be a student, you can be a business person, all these different things. Or what if you were just a business person, husband, uh, father, and all these things. Now you can go so much deeper into what you're really yeah. going after. And you can go, now you can learn things from a different perspective because people haven't gone that deep. But you can also gain your perspective, create a larger perspective by doing a lot of different things. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's having the the ability to figure out within yourself what energizes you, like what energizes you and what takes energy away because I never think it's valuable to shut a door in life. You know, like you should never close anything off unless it's negative for you or takes away energy for you, you know? So in a way, like you need to find a balance between a horizontal and vertical life. Like you said, like when you're in your profession, you're going to be living a very vertical life. But if you don't want to have a, a profession, that's just one thing you need to have other, other things that you do. And like a jack of all trades is a master of none, but it's better than one, you know? So, so how, so what would you do? And I, I agree with what you're saying, but personally, if you had to go for yourself, what, how would you do it? How would you go about it? I mean, this might be not, this might not be a satisfying answer to your question, but I'd never pick an extreme. The balance of I'd it. I never pick just, I just a horizontal or just a vertical life. There has to be some sort of, some sort of balance, you know? Sure. Balance is key for some, right? Some go all in on one thing. Some go very wide, but not deep. And some kind of go in between. Yeah. And you need, I mean, you need masters in one particular thing, but as soon as you become a master in one particular thing, that kind of dictates how you view the world. You know, like mm. if you only know one way of, or like one culture, you see another culture, you're like, oh, that's wrong. Because it's not the one that I've been learning my whole life. But if you have, if you just soak everything up and go down rabbit holes, I mean, I think, I think an effective way to kind of go about this is, and this is really hard, but to be vertical for different things, for different points, like for different points of time, you know, like, for example, like in my training this fall, like I was training as a track and field sprinter. And like, there were times where I was like, this is so dumb, but I've never done that before. And I just wanted to like experience that and do that and see how it would affect my baseball and going down that rabbit hole. It impacted me in other ways, like strength wise, I lost a little bit of strength, like, but at the same time, like I gained all these other things. I gained the knowledge of, of running in a, a division two track and field meet, like Let's there are go. times in your life where you, <laughs> yeah, there's, nice. there's times in your life where you need to, 
to go down a rabbit hole and be very centered in one thing. But there's also times where that isn't effective. So I think to answer your question, I need, I definitely try to instill some sort of balance in that way. I love it. Self-awareness, biggest key. Got to do it. Got intuitive. <laughs> All right, dude. Let's just become uh, intuitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's wrap this up. Um, you got anything else that you wish we could have talked about or you would have asked or anything like that before we wrap it up? No, I got nothing. I mean, we could, we could talk like more, but for the sake of this, I think this is, I think it's awesome. Just the conversation we had, right. And the, the value that, um, maybe someone grabs like just one thing from this, but I think it's ultimately beneficial to have just the opportunity to listen in and, you know, grow your perspective, right? Like ignorance is not bliss um <laughs> like it's you, you got to grow and you got to become vulnerable in that and it takes a lot of courage exactly. to go through that way so i appreciate yeah. you uh hopping on here uh, i know our schedules are very hectic right now um but you know it's it's always awesome when um a person can share their time it's the highest form or highest commodity that we have to share and so, especially, when, you know, a buddy, when you can share that and get, you know, just catch up again, it's, it's always a blessing. So I appreciate your time and, uh, you know, keep doing your thing, keep growing and be curious, dude. You too, brother. Appreciate it. Awesome. All right. Cheers. All right. Nice. Hold up. Hold up. Don't, don't leave. Um, do you see in your screen how it says uploading at the top or no? Is that just my screen? Yeah. Okay. Don't. Oh, mine says uploading. Don't leave until it says completed. It's a new fancy thing you got. What do you mean? It's like Zoom, but different. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's called Riverside. So it's uh, I can do all the kind of like editing and uh, formatting and all that cool stuff. That's nice. After. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got Harrison on in a couple of days. I do. That's hype. 